How'd you start rapping? My cousins, my big cousins. What do you mean? Their favorite rappers was 50 Cent. Inspired them to start rapping. I was inspired by them. I started rapping. And y'all just- It's that simple. Like I just grew up in a black ass neighborhood. It's like, it's music everywhere. It's hard not to be inspired by music. Nashville, Cashville, where you at, where you at? We out east, in the studio, with one of Nashville's finest. That's right. This ain't a podcast. This ain't a freestyle. This is 60. Yeah, 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 Nigga to me, I see the devil in your eyes, huh? It's gonna take for you to die for you to rise up. The bigger man is really still enough to size up. I've been on the move, bitch, like I 65. Uh, the levels of my fire sign rising with the tides. Cause transparency is just a wave that I provide. I'm too safe to say my grace. So present with my God, probably getting on his nerves. How I always stand beside him. I see niggas say never. I heard women say never. When you think it can't be you, just know you next on the schedule. The world zipping great goose. The values cover my spectrum. My, uh, recognize the times as I recollect them. Uh. Family estates and touching M's, I can never, uh. Four bars ago, I mentioned how that's gonna leverage, uh. They feeling safe with a mask. Last time I checked, they were scared of us. The human race in last place, only errors ahead of us. The terror of the messenger. So you can die too, stretch them, then they bless them more than ugly kids and I choose. We grew up in it to finish my haiku. I know a nigga six four, he been five dudes since five two. Church. I know a nigga six four, he been five dudes since five two. Uh. Yeah, that's inner city church. So next time you get the word, know it started with a verse. Body should drop in the street when God throw his hood up. I'm on Jefferson Street Bridge right now, nigga. Pull up on me. Your spirit said where you would think drink was spilled here. Your spirit said where you would think niggas kill here. I know the history of my city is bittersweet. I don't know who my pops would be if I wasn't me. Shit, I don't know who my son would be if I wasn't a freak. Shit get deep as graves, cost my peace with a peace. Uh, the powers that be. Birth control couldn't stop it, probably why he hard-headed Niggas think I'm an addict, how I keep it up being Itching for peace, family still scratching lottos and peace. shit uh, The Ivy League That's all I got Man, Blessings King, I love it Yeah That's so beautiful, man. Thank you for blessing us. Thank I you appreciate for you blessing that. the blessing the the boys with the beat. Man, hey, I appreciate that, man. I didn't even know you produced. I was making beats in college, but I, I haven't really made beats. I'm so glad that y'all blessed us with the music with your presence. Nah, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, look, you still got some time for you just chop it up just for a couple seconds before. I know you've been working all day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I got time. Okay. Let me pause it right here. This is Shabazz Larkin from the Museum of Presence, and this is 16 for the City. If you came to hear the verse of Romar Quez and that was it, stop this recording. Don't listen any further. This conversation is like the Seinfeld of all of the episodes of the Museum of Presence. Me and Ro sort of talk about everything. 
from Nashville to the TSU parade to fatherhood. It's literally happening at 12.30 at night. Listening back to this recorded, I'm realizing I was sort of delirious, but I also thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. So if you just wanted to hear raps, 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 stop the recording. But if you want to learn a little bit more about Ro Marquez, then please stick around and enjoy the conversation. You're now entering the Museum of Presence. First of all, let me just explain to the people who you listening to. We're talking to one of Nashville's finest, Ro Marquez, a beautiful, amazing artist here in Nashville. It's really taking the mantle for hip hop in the South. Man, I'm just so grateful for you to be coming to sit with me here today for the Museum of Presence. Thank you for being here. Likewise, likewise. Yeah, welcome to the moment, brother. We, used, I was just selling flowers. It's probably like the last rehearsal before the first leg of the tour. I was talking about your name came up. I was like, bro, Shabazz just being his. He like a, he he just a floating, you know what I'm saying? He just like his own entity. Like, this shit was crazy. Man. Like, I ain't never met nobody like you before. Man, I appreciate that, You being like your own world and you don't leave that motherfucker. <laughs> and I love that. <clears throat> Man, let me just take a pause with you for a second, bro. Because I just need to take in what just happened those of you that don't know, um, Ro walked in here five minutes ago, wrote a verse, and then just fit the verse, did the verse. That's beautiful. Is that is that just how you like to work? What's your process usually look like? Bro, I make so many beats. At the time, I was probably making like five to ten beats a day. Wow. And I just write to all of them. But... Sometimes I never hit a beat. Like, I got so many files. If I lose it, I just be like, fuck it. I never hit a beat again, but the notes of my raps is all on my phone. So I just memorize them or just keep them tucked for this type of shit and just add to it. Manipulate the, the concept however I need to. Shit. But I used to write. When I did my album, No Rose, that was the first time I... I didn't turn my musicality on until I stepped my first foot in the studio. And why is that? Why, 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 why? Where does that come from? There's a lot going on. I really ain't have time to sit at home and like think about what I wanted to rap about. But when I heard the music, because I did most of the drums on No Rose. So after I did the drums, I stepped back. I got homies to play keys, bass, guitar, all that. So I just let them take over. And then, yeah, once that happened, I'm just. God telling me what to write at that point. I ain't even got to think for it. Hold on, so you 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 start with the drums? Yeah, 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 got you. Real African child. I don't, my mind don't click until I hear some crazy drums. Man, it's beautiful. This music as a spiritual... Music has this way, black music specifically, has this way to ground you to your present moment. There's all these like practices and spiritual practices that people do to bring you here. You know? Hip hop music isn't often thought about like that. But unless you go to hip hop concerts, unless you actually like listen to and participate in hip hop culture, you know that the more that you invest 
into the slow down, listen to what's being said, but stop listening to what's being said and then feel what's happening. It's spiritual. Do you think about this? It's part of the It's experience. funny. It's funny. Well, it's not funny. Like it's it's brain it's, it's been like to the front of my mind that you saying like that the drums is the grounding part of the music. Because it's like that's literally the grounding parts of the music. That's why they put the sub on the floor. That's the first thing. It's, it takes so much for you to feel at 808 if your feet not on the ground. But if you on the same level as the sub, whatever that's at, you're going to feel that that knock. You're going to feel it through your whole body. Kanye was talking about this shit with 808s and heartbreaks. Every key he was in, he did every song intentionally in a specific key that'll make you feel a certain way. And you have that this attention into the what you what you're creating. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to bring this painting in the room for this conversation, and I'll just describe it. It's a, it's a it's an image of two figures dancing and, and on an obscure Jefferson Street. In tune. In tune. But the, but what's interesting for me is that they're dancing on what looks like a meditation mat or a prayer mat. And so it's like the music, the experience, there's like worship happening or, or something spiritual happening. There's some kind of spiritual connection. I'm just curious, how much is considering like your audience, your listener, when you're creating? So first, I make music first for myself. After the music is done, I find ways to include the listener. And then my shows, I find ways to include the listener. But the music is always for me. That's why I sit on music so long, because it's like, I know once I press this button, once this shit is out of my possession, it's not mine no more. Right, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's at that point, it's for them. But mm-hmm. everything that sparked the initial creativity is always for me and my spirit. Mm-hmm. And whatever message I feel like I need to get across. You know, you could write about anything. What inspired you to point your pen in a certain direction? How do you get to the compass for, like, where to, where to point your pen? Bro, honestly, it's really, I want to say my experiences, but that's too cliche. So I can say more like, just like the youth. Or I say, like, around the time where a lot of trauma and, like, triggers form for people my age, it started in a specific age group. And I can just see myself in that and what I've been dealing with since... I was the youth, quote unquote, you know what I'm saying? So my target is always tapping into people my age or anybody really, but just tapping into the youthful form, the youthful version of them. And I'm just like speaking directly to the root, so to speak. Like the root of the problem. I like getting to the root. That's why I'm not a person to argue because it's going to be emotion versus logic and I'm just going to get straight to the point and then somebody going to feel what they saying don't matter because I just went straight to the point. You feel me? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of them type of thing. But it's like the, the times is moving so quick you got to find ways to you got to find ways to put the, the medicine in the candy almost. Mm, talk about that. What you mean by that? You know, I wanna, you, can, you know something good for a kid they don't want it because it's nasty. Right. So you gotta mix it with some with some sugar so in sweet, it. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta mix it in and it's like that's the only way they're gonna get the message. And mixing it in might be doing it on the trap beat and still saying what I gotta say. Cause I know that's the sugar that y'all want. So I might have to do that and feed it to you. If I wanna speak to the more spiritual crowd, I get on the 
real boom bap jazzy style beat and say some ratchet shit. You know what I'm saying? Just to throw the whole everything off. Exactly. It's just like offset, offsetting every aspect of the art. So yeah, that should be fun. It's, so, it's sort of like a the interruption. Sort of oh, for sure. Disruption, program. disruption, my main shit. Building and destroying, my favorite thing to do. I had this, I had this ex- experience that made me want to do this interview. The theme of this paper, of this exhibition, is may I be brave enough to speak my truth. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like talking that shit. <laughs> I can see it on your face. You're like, you should give me a reason. <laughs> Let it go on these I'm just things. like curious about, um, you know, um, nah, see, I'm not trying to get you in no trouble. Listen, bro. Trouble only exists in a a fearful man's body. It's, okay. it's, it's not too All much right, so I, You know what? I've only lived in Nashville for, uh, you know, I moved here in 2017. And I've been searching for what does the hip-hop community look like here in Nashville. And I was really excited when it was a, on the cover of a popular newspaper in town. There was That's a, why you said it. <laughs> yeah. On the newspaper okay, in town. Okay. And it had, like, this a, a bunch of people. And I was so excited. I was like, wow, I'm going to you know, see what's going on. And then as I started asking around to some friends, they were like, man, there's a lot of people missing from this. And there's some people that don't deserve to be here. Now, I don't want you to say who doesn't deserve to be there. I'm not having that conversation. I'm not trying to get you in trouble out in these streets. I'm going to just say this, bro. I'm going to just, I know what you asked. I'm going to just say this. I felt kind of slighted when I pulled up to that photo shoot. And I don't know if you can see it on my face or not, because when I walk through the door, if we're doing this type of shoot, right, I should know everybody in this room. If we on a cover together, you saying they put in the type of work that I put in, I'm I'm guessing right since we all here in the same space. I'm not knowing, I ain't know too many people in there. Mm. Besides, like, people I grew up with, people I make music with. But other than that, it's I didn't know a lot of people in there. Mm. And I was just like, it was one of them type of situations where if I brought my little brother with me to that shoot and I say, oh, yeah, here, producer, they were like, oh, yeah, just. <laughs> to me, it highlights the importance of black people telling our own stories. Is that we, we understand our culture. And I feel like when other people try to tell our stories and they try to put it, you know, sometimes it goes in the wrong direction. Have no, you experienced sure. this? That's that's definitely what's going on. Like you you hitting the you hitting it right on the head. It's just people seeing like the importance. Like they feel they feel as passionately as you describing about these stories that they hear. And they getting these stories, but they still the writer at the end of the day. They still get to make the front page however they wanted to look. They get to design the article however they want it to be interpreted, however you want to say it. And it's, I don't know. And a part of that, too, I feel like when we do tell our stories, and I'm saying we because I'm a part of this culture, but, like, when we do tell our stories to these publications, we we start using their vocabulary to speak to them about our experiences. Like, nah, we need to, it needs to be raw. Or it's going to be a Nashville rapper from... East Nashville, like, you know, I trying to hear that bullshit. Like, niggas grew up a, a whole different type of way. And we trying to make it seem like 
it's just appeasing to the wrong crowd. I don't yeah. fuck with that. That's it's, really what it's it is. It's a really interesting thing. It's like being guys telling our story to other people. This is one of the things that I, I want to tell our stories to us. I want to tell what our experiences without the gaze of other communities involved. I mean, people, other communities can gaze, but but it doesn't have to be central to the story. I feel like the art in Nashville is a lot of beautiful growing, but a lot of the things that I'm seeing is missing our story. You know, when rock and roll music was born on Jefferson Street with Little Richard, I did the first sculpture that I know about that honors Little Richard last year, but it's in a private space. And I can't figure out how to get like public, how to get funding for public. I don't even know how to, to be honest. You know, I don't even know how to navigate the system the way that it is. And it's like, it's bizarre because the city gets its name because of black music. But where is the, right, right. where is the like, where the, where's the sculpture? Where's it? It's all these guitars and everyone wanna- I'm tired of hearing about that shit. Motherfuckers get to talk about Music City. to say who but it's a lot of people out here that that hear the name music city and get you know what i'm saying get to talking about history that they don't really they're not up on okay and they just skip the whole jubilee thing it's like the whole you know, the real reason we call it music city like they skip that whole thing they go straight they go straight to oh it's, it's music city because it's country music city it's like no but that's not where music city what's came the story from. there what is the story so it started with the jubilee singer. Queen Elizabeth. She named it Music City because of how they was musical. That's the story that I heard as well. You know, my hope is this paper is this opportunity to tell our stories to to our communities. Ro and I got to talking about the theme of the newspaper. May I be brave enough to speak my truth? And somehow we stumbled upon this conversation about how hip hop can be this sort of powerful force to speak truth to the world. I thought it would be important to include it in here. After all, it is the 50th anniversary of hip hop. We weren't seeing no black Jesus in church. You feel me? So it was like, yeah, we had our own influences. Hip hop became the biggest influence in the world. Yeah. And music is literally changing lives, creating laws, breaking laws down. Like, hip hop doing that. Yeah. Ain't no other culture doing that. There's, there's something, there's something like, I feel like God is, God is put, God is in this. You know, it's like, a, like the Lord, you should say, what a paradox that God dreamt of us. What's she talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what is that? And I'm like, it's, it's the music. I think God is in the music. Definitely in the music. 100%. Man, all right, before I let you go, question. I'm just curious. I'm sure you've had some hardships. The Museum of Presence is really about, like, understanding how we wake up, how we gain consciousness, and how we adapt to the world that's changing around us in ways that's more difficult for us. My question for you is, how do you keep surviving? 
what is it that you do to keep to overcome the adversities that you're experiencing? What do you practice in order to to keep going? I practice patience and trusting myself, trusting my decisions, my biggest thing. Cause it's like going to the gym, like it's cool. You know I'm saying you 300 pounds, you want to lose all this weight. You might go for like two weeks and then you'll get, you won't see no results and you stop going. That's not trusting yourself. That's not having patience. That's not trusting your decisions to start going. Like none of that. So just trusting yourself, following through with your plans, having faith, the biggest thing. Like I read, I don't realize like growing up, being able to see the other side of the tunnel is a gift. Mm. A lot of people can't see past their street. Mm. A lot of people can't see past their family. They can't see past their homies or people around. They can't see, they can't imagine a world like outside of the ecosystem they operate in. Mm. And I didn't realize I got older. It's just like, bro, that's a gift. I only know a few niggas who can actually do that. And they all like my favorite type of people. Man. Yeah, for sure. You definitely one of them people. If you're in Nashville from Virginia, you see something. <laughs> you had to see something, shit. You over here. You crossed that pond for sure. It's been a journey, man. Nashville and Virginia are very close together. Geographically separate, but very close together with the kind of energy, the kind of movement. The black people here remind me of black people where I'm from. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, I'm gonna have to take a visit to Norfolk. Somewhere, anywhere, anywhere besides Roanoke. <laughs> yeah, don't go to Roanoke. I fucking hate Roanoke. I only been, to, only been through. Roanoke? But, listen, bro, we almost went down in Roanoke, Ooh, going what, to what? New York. Ooh, what happened? On the way to New York, bro, we get pulled over, and they following us for like fifteen minutes before they even pull us over. Like niggas down there finna go to jail. They got the driver. They trying to say we got drugs in the truck. I'm like, bro, these niggas is tripping. We probably drove for like 30 minutes straight seeing so many rebel flags and shit. Yeah, they I'm like, hey, this is the north. Like, what the fuck y'all doing? They have them out there. Don't right forget, now. the Capitol Confederacy fuck was right there. Up, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's some wild. Yeah, Virginia got some wild backwoods. But my brother, so does Tennessee. No, for sure. When I first got here, I got a real introduction. Me and my ladies walking down the street. It was snowing outside. It was Valentine's Day. My lady was looking nice and froze out. She, you know what I'm saying? She had it loose. We were feeling good. We walked down the street right here, right here, out east. And somebody came, snowballed us, and called us niggas and said, get out the neighborhood. They was in a car or something? They was in a truck. Yeah, of course. That's the escape plan. They ain't... That, but wanted, I, I was like, you know what? It's funny because like everything, nothing in Nashville have, was like that. Every single person bent over backwards, gave me love, embraced their arms around our family, invited us into their home. But there's something that the universe just had to remind you. It's like, still Tennessee though. moments like this, I'm reminded to take the great pause, the great majestic pause. 
You're sovereign here. Even slower now. Talking about top five. I know this is, we what? went there. I've been waiting for this. Dude, every, top time five. Say, every time I say my top five, niggas be tripping. Okay, top five. Okay, don't give me nobody dead. Don't give me nobody that's not making music. Nah, listen. Who's top five making music right now? A top five. Yeah. In no order. In All no right. order. We're going Kendrick, of okay. course. Yes, yes. We're going Young Nudie. Young Nudie, okay. I'm going, hear me out. We're okay. going Andre 3000. Clearly, clearly. We're going 50 Cent. 50 Cent? Oh, shit. And we're going Kodak Black. Wow. That's my top five. Wow. Bro, That's wow. That is, that is spectacular. I got amazing arguments for each one. And oh, my go gosh. Down Kodak right Black? Easily. Y'all be listening. That's what's going on. Kodak a prophet. Okay, you know what? Let's just talk about who we agree with, okay? We agree with a couple of these names up there. For obviously Kendrick. Okay, but we're not gonna talk about Kendrick because he's clearly like really amazing. Okay. Let's talk about um Andre three stats for a second. For sure. That's damn near a given though. That's like that's like saying Kobe when you talking about basketball. That's... Listen, listen, let me tell you. I sat down, I've sat down with Funk Flex, DJ Envy, um, all the DJs. I sat them down for something I was doing with Ciroc a long time ago. Sat them down, nobody, none of those people that you ain't saying is <laughs> on that list. <laughs> it was like we ain't from New York, so we don't, we don't. True. 50 had. True. With G Unit, that was worldwide. That's the only reason 50 on my list. 50. And he started all that shit, all the crooning, all the singing on the hooks. Uh-huh. Like fuck writing a hook and having a, a female singer come in. He was singing his own hooks, knowing he couldn't sing. Crooning, killing shit. None of that started till 50 started doing this shit. True. True. 21 questions. What? <laughs> come on, bro. This Yo. nigga couldn't sing for shit. Yo. That shit was number one. So the creativity inspires you. For sure. Wow, bro. For sure. I would have never suspected. 50. Somehow our conversation about Rose Top 5 transitioned to speaking about being a parent. It's a pretty hard turn, but uh, it was a great conversation. I know a lot of people who be like, who always say, oh, they can't have kids because they got too much to do or they gonna have to stop doing this and stop doing that. It's like, I, my life been, I ain't stopped doing nothing. If I got some shit to do and I got my little ones with me, they just coming with me. Like, I ain't never been like, oh, I can't go to this photo shoot because I got the kids. Like, nah, like, they just gonna be at the photo shoot. It's like, I'd be damned if they get my age or in their teens or whatever and be like, oh, I was with my daddy. We didn't do nothing. He was always sitting at the house. It's like, nah, they're going to have stories. Like, we was at photo shoots. We was at studio sessions. We was out playing soccer. We was out, you know what I'm saying? He had us doing push-ups, like, all that shit. Like, they're going to have stories to tell. Like, nah, we weren't just sitting in the crib. Like, we wasn't on daddy duty. We was just up under his wing while he was living his life. How's your parenting evolving from your parents' parenting to you? And my mom's was real, she was real strict. I only saw my pops when I got in trouble. So it's 
You feel me? It was like, I was really doing whatever the fuck I want to do. My mom was always, she went to work before I went to school. And she got off of work after I got out of school. So I was outside. I was doing whatever the fuck I wanted to do. I was the only child for a long time. I ain't have to listen to nobody. I ain't like authority. I ain't like no type of rules. I had too much free time. I was by myself too much. It was me, my homies, my solitude whenever I wasn't outside. So like, yeah, my kids now they still in daycare. They always under supervision. It's just different. It's different these days. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust my son outside for 10 minutes by itself. What's the quintessential childhood memory for you? I'm gonna go out on them, man. I'm gonna say the tears you pray. Cause I feel like it's it's gonna be non-existent. I feel like it's it's getting smaller and smaller. When I was little, I couldn't wait for that shit. But tell me about what was it like when you were a kid? Acting. Like we used to be like so you got the parade mm-hmm. on this whole street, you know what I'm saying? It's going all the way around Go down Je- is it go down Jefferson? It go down Was it Buchanan? No. Yeah, it is Jefferson. Yeah, it's Jefferson. Yeah. It goes straight. First of all, somebody gets shot at the Wendy's every year. Oh, my God. Ever since I can remember, somebody died at that Wendy's every TSU parade. So that's the first. When I hear TSU parade, I'm like, oh, yeah, somebody's going to get shot right there. When I was a kid, we used to play, like, flat. We used to play football and shit in the grass. We used to be mimicking the drum majors and shit. I can just remember all this shit, just like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody cooking, you don't know nobody. It's like people offering you food, offering you plates, see if you want something to drink. It's just real communal. But it's just, it's just shrinking. Yeah, yeah, it's shrinking. It's so beautiful. It's such a, it's such a, a parade. I mean, it's, it's everybody comes out. I love my sons come out and see, it's more than just who's in the parade. It's all the people, all the, the fashion you see, like, yeah. What are the young people talking about? What the old people talking about? You know, what are those community organizations? Who paid to be in the parade? Like, people are you like, you get to know what's happening in the community. It's all happening. It was the music. I couldn't wait. And the music can't it wait. It just be so quiet. All you hear is like radios from different little cookouts. You hear that loud ass, cut, 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 cut. Do you know the band finna start? It's like, yeah. oh yeah, it's finna go down. Yeah. I used to love that shit. Uh, were you ever in a band? Nah, I and wish. I was in the band. I went to school called Booker T. Washington High School. Um, do you know Larry Jenkins? Yeah, for sure, pro. Yeah, he yeah, went to yeah, a, yeah. he went to a school. He was my he went to a rival rival school. They were far less of a of a band than ours. But you know what I'm saying? Like, now that he's at TSU, I'm not gonna talk no smack about him. But uh, I used to play cymbals and or like the tom drums. Which you don't know. That's like the lowest, the lowest ranking of <laughs> drum. Like I was trusted least because I never get to go to band camp. I'll never. I was. I always spent my summers in New York, and then I come home and I miss band camp. So nobody would give me a real drum. I just always had to. That's great. I had to like the little tom tom drum, but those are like I the used best to play days. The snare. Oh, you you play snare? In band? At the drum came. At the drum line came out here. Yeah, I play snare. Oh. Everybody plays snare out the drum line came out. You didn't have to go, you had to be in no band or how to play snare. When you seen Nick Cannon do all that. Yeah. Cool shit. Yeah, yeah. Everybody plays Oh, snaps. But snare is like. I wish I was in I wish I was in band Because mm. everybody I know in music came from like either a heavy church 
like choir band background or like right. was in band in some type of form. I ain't right. none of that shit. I ain't got no type of musical history in my family. Well, I just start. I just start rapping. My cousin, my big cousin. What do you mean? Out the Fifty Cent. They favorite rappers was Fifty Cent. Inspired them to start rapping. I was inspired by them. I started rapping. And y'all just it's that simple. Like I just grew up in a black ass neighborhood. It's like it's music everywhere. It's hard not to be inspired by music. This has been a special edition at the Museum of Presence, 16 for the City, where we highlight a musician. We're also highlighting Mike Floss. So be sure to pop over and listen to that interview as well. If you enjoyed this, we've got people in Nashville just like you to thank for it because this is a community-funded social experiment. It was paid for by a grant by Metro Arts Nashville and a contribution from Studio Bank and a bunch of dope people who just jumped in to make this happen. These images for this shoot was shot by Lysander Bryant, one of my favorite artists in the city. If it wasn't so late, I'd thank Tanya Lewis, Evan Brown, Camila Sander, my wife Ashley, my brother, and all those people that played music at the church that I was at when I was a kid. Roll Marquez, y'all. I'm Shabazz Larkin, and you are now entering the Museum of Presence.